Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where a woman sneaks into OP's house to shave his beard while he's asleep. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I wrong? Am I wrong for calling off our wedding after my sister-in-law shaved my beard? I'm a 28-year-old man and my fiance, Lexi, is 25. We've been a happy couple for the past six years and engaged for one, or so I thought. For context, my fiancé's sister, Sally, who's 32, has always been hostile towards me and would rarely speak to me. And when she did, it would be because her parents were around. Sally is Lexi's rock because she got her through a tough time during college. And since then, Lexi has told Sally everything about everything. We've had problems with this in the past due to her telling Sally personal things about my childhood that I'd only told a few people. This led to me and my fiancé not speaking for three months during COVID when she would only leave our room for food and go to the toilet. But recently, we haven't had an argument in over a year. But three nights ago, she mentioned that she'd like me to shave my beard. For context, I have a very thick beard that I've been growing for eight years and I'm very proud of it. So, of course, I told Lexi that I wouldn't be shaving my beard, to which she stormed off to the kitchen and slammed her wine glass into the sink, smashing it and a plate in the process. I immediately stood up and asked, what the hell are you doing? She spun around and screamed that I'm a selfish a-hole because I won't shave my beard and ran to our bedroom and slammed the door. Yo, what? I ended up sleeping on the couch and woke up at around 4am to Sally with a razor trying to shave my beard so I pushed her off of me. Lexi then ran to check on Sally while I was looking at the big patch that Sally had taken out of my beard. Then I went upstairs and packed a bag while Lexi shouted at me for hurting Sally. I told her to F off and that the wedding was off and I walked out of the house and drove an hour to my parents' house where I've been staying since the incident. Earlier today, I got a text from Sally saying that I was selfish for not shaving my beard because when I go down on Lexi, it feels weird. But I haven't replied to her. My family thinks that I should break off the relationship, but her family said that I should just shave and move on. So what should I do? Am I wrong? Down in the comments, someone asks, why was Sally there at 4am and OP said, my fiancé let her in. Alright, I have a feeling that the reason why Lexi let Sally into the apartment is because she didn't want to take the heat for shaving the beard, so she got her sister to do it for her. Then, two hours later, OP posted an update. I just got 52 missed calls and texts from Lexi saying things like, please don't leave, let's have intercourse one last time, which she kept saying a lot, and I just got one saying, I'm pregnant. I don't believe it for a second, I think she's trying to baby trap me. Then, two hours after that, OP posted another update. 
I've had two hours of sleep. I woke up to a barrage of texts from Lexi and Sally. Lexi's texts were basically more of the same, except a few said, I love you, miss me, and I'm taking the baby too. Sally messaged me saying that Lexi was in the hospital after a suicide attempt, so I just blocked her number. I don't believe a word of it, but I'm genuinely starting to fear for what these crazies will pull next if I don't do something soon. Then, about three months later, OP posted an update. Hi, I just thought I'd pop in and give you guys an update. Lexi and I separated, not surprisingly. My beautiful and brilliant adoptive mother passed away in November. I moved to the UK, specifically Sheffield. I bought a beautiful new dog named Bailey. I shaved my beard and grew the world's greatest Movember mustache since it's all for a great cause. Thank you all for the much-needed abundance of support. Love you all. Alright, gotta love a happy ending. OP is a foreigner, so he's got a sexy accent in the UK. He's got a thick, sexy mustache, and he's got self-respect, so I think he's gonna do okay in the dating market. Good luck, OP, and I'm glad you left those crazies in the past. And just to be clear, because some people suffer through this abuse not realizing how bad it is, if my partner didn't talk to me for three months straight, well, I never would make it that far, to be honest. If I'm dating a girl and she doesn't talk to me for a month or even just a week straight and gives me the silent treatment, it's like, okay, fine. You don't care about this relationship. Let's just move on. As a quick heads up on this next post, this story deals with abortion and babies with birth defects, and it's a pretty sad story. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash true off my chest. I'm a 31-year-old woman and my husband is 30. My doctor told us that our baby has many birth defects. I want to abort, but my husband does not. This was a planned baby, and I'm absolutely devastated. Me and my husband met in college and have been married for six years now. We have one son who's now four years old. I know some people are going to wonder, so yes, we did discuss our moral and political views before even getting engaged, and we're both pro-choice. When we were 21 and 20, we made a stupid mistake that ended in a pregnancy. We were both flat broke and not at all ready for kids. I decided to terminate and he fully agreed with and supported me. He loves our son so much and is an amazing father. He confided in me that he loved the idea of having a daughter as well. Luckily, we're in a good financial place, so I agreed and we started trying for a second baby. We conceived fairly quickly and were overjoyed. We also soon discovered that we're having a girl. My husband was so excited. As soon as he was told, he went all out and started to plan her nursery. He asked our son to help him pick which shade of pink he wanted, which crib to get, what the theme should be, etc. It was all so adorable. I don't want to reveal any personal medical history, so forgive me for being vague with the descriptions. At our last doctor's visit a few days ago, we were given the news that our daughter has severe birth defects. They think that she could possibly survive the birth, but any life that she gets to experience will be painful for her. There have been medical cases of babies with the same condition surviving from early childhood to even the teenage years, rarely. These poor children suffer so much pain and are uncomfortable their entire lives. They're very low-functioning and need around-the-clock care, as well as several uncomfortable surgeries to try to give them a better quality of life. We were both heartbroken and cried for hours together in the car. Then, we drove home in silence. 
Neither of us said anything until my husband began to quietly mumble his thoughts. He was going on and on about how we needed to schedule another doctor's appointment so that we would know what medical equipment we needed to buy for her, and we should renovate the nursery again so that we could care for her more easily. He said that he'd definitely have to talk to his boss so that he can take a longer paternal leave. He wants to be by her side in the NICU until we can take her home. He talked about how we'd have to ask his mom to babysit our son more often once she was born. He even said that maybe we could sell one of our cars, move to a smaller house, and take our son out of private school so that we'd have more money to pay for our daughter's care. I was silent until he asked me what I thought. I was blunt and said that I think that we should terminate the pregnancy. Now, I feel bad for saying it, but I was still frazzled from the news. This made him very upset. He began to cry and ask why I don't want our daughter, even with disabilities. I brought up our previous abortion. He said that was different because it was unplanned and we had no way to take care of the child. Now, we're in a pretty good place financially, so theoretically we could shoulder the cost of our daughter. I have a bit of a personal history with this type of situation. My best friend in high school was over at my house all the time because her parents were way too busy with her severely autistic older brother. They did love her, but she was pushed to the side her entire childhood. I told him this story. He said that we would do better for our son and our daughter. He said that my best friend's parents were stupid for having a second kid after they already had a disabled one. He then seemed hopeful for a minute and asked if I was just afraid. He promised he would be by my side the whole time and we could do this together. I told him that it's not about fear, that our daughter will be in pain constantly if she's born alive, that it would be a short and painful life for her. I love this baby so much already. I don't want her to suffer like that. He began to yell that even if she doesn't live long, we could still pour our hearts and souls into making her life as fulfilling as possible. I didn't respond and he stormed off. It's been a couple of days now, and he won't even look me in the eyes. He sits in the new nursery for hours. Our son is very confused. I know that my husband is grieving, but I really don't want to go further with this pregnancy. I love him so much. I have no idea what to do now. Then, about one week later, OP posted an update. After I made my original post, my husband and I rushed to get a second opinion. Nothing changed during that second opinion, and it was still our original diagnosis. Once I learned that, I scheduled the termination for as soon as physically possible. I didn't tell my husband at first. He kept on raving about how we could give her as much love in her life as we can. I feel bad for this now, but I snapped and angrily told him that I was terminating the pregnancy. That I know how he feels, but I will not allow my daughter to suffer just because he wants to love her. He was very angry with me after I put my foot down. After he realized that his pleading wouldn't change my mind, he didn't speak a word to me. It was like he refused to even acknowledge my existence. I was terrified that he would leave me alone with nothing more than the scraps of our family. I tried to explain the situation to my son, but I think that he still doesn't understand. Then, the next night before the procedure, he stepped into my room and apologized for everything and promised to be more supportive of me from now on. I was so happy and relieved that I started to sob and he held me all night. My original plan was that my mom would drive me to the hospital. Then, once it's done, a close friend would take me home. Since he only had one day's notice, he said that he couldn't miss a full day of work, but he really wanted to drive me home. 
I agreed, and the procedure was done in the morning. My son is having a long sleepover with my best friend's family. I do not want him to see me like this. The next morning, the termination was done. It went fine with only minor physical pain, but the emotional toll was crushing. After I was done, my husband never showed up to get me. I waited for hours and he wouldn't answer any of my calls. I ended up having to call a friend out of work to take me home. When we got there, I just saw one note on the counter saying that he can't do this. A few of our daughter's special toys were removed from her nursery. My entire life has fallen apart in a matter of days. I asked my mom to watch my son for a little while. I still can't contact my husband. Everything feels so pointless. You know, the thing that I really like about r slash best of Redditor updates posts is you never really know what's going to happen in the update. Maybe it was all a misunderstanding. Maybe things work out well in the end. Maybe things go downhill. But sometimes you have stories like this where the ending gets worse and worse and worse. I don't know if OP is going to post another update after this, but I can't imagine that it's going to be good news for OP. This post was brutal. All I can say is, I hope that things work out well for OP, her son, and her husband. It sounds like they're all deeply grieving in their own way. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I wrong. Am I wrong for divorcing my ex-wife over kids and now refusing to be a part of her son's life? I want to preface this by saying that I have no intentions of getting back with my ex, and I'm in a very happy relationship with my now fiancé. I'm a 46-year-old man. I married my ex-wife, who's currently 45, when we were 26 and 25 respectively. At that time, we were both on the fence about having kids. I knew since college that I wanted to retire early, and my dream of having financial freedom was what really made me realize that kids don't fit into the life I wanted. I was trying to find the right time to talk to her about it, but over the next few weeks, she started dropping hints that she wanted kids. She started showing me photos of her friends' kids, commenting on our nieces and nephews, joking about her getting or being pregnant, which really freaked me out. And she even bought me a book called The Joys of Fatherhood because she thought that I might find it interesting. I sat her down and asked her if she wanted kids, and she admitted that over the years, she had grown to want a family. We had a conversation about it, and I realized that neither one of us were going to change our minds. I didn't want to keep her from what she wanted in life, so I brought up divorce. She really didn't want a divorce, and kept trying to get me to want kids, but I stuck to what I wanted, and we ended up separating. I obviously still loved her, but that's why I wanted the divorce. We were still young, and she could find someone to have a family that she wants with. I didn't want her to resent me for forcing my life choices onto her. Even after I filed for divorce, she still didn't agree with me and dragged it out as long as she could. So the divorce took almost two years. I dated over the years, but I never really found someone that I could see myself sharing the rest of my life with until I met my now fiancé four years ago. Apparently, my ex-wife struggled with dating as well and hasn't remarried yet. She has a son now, but the kid's dad isn't in the picture. She recently reached out to me and asked if we could meet to catch up. I talked with my fiancé about it, and she thought that it would be a great way to clear up any bad blood between us, so I agreed to meet up with my ex for coffee. Things seemed to be going well, until my ex brought up her son. She asked me if I was willing to be a part of his life as a masculine influence, and I told her that I was glad that she was able to have a child, but that still wasn't something that I was interested in. She tried to change my mind saying that we could be a family again. 
She kept trying to convince me, and I kept trying to change the subject. I admit that I got frustrated because things weren't going as I hoped they would, and I told her that I was happy with my fiancé and that I wasn't interested in her. She started to insult my fiancé, so I left. I thought what happened was crazy. When I agreed to meet with her, it never occurred to me that she might want to get back together considering how long it had been, and, you know, I'm not single. She kept messaging me, so I blocked her, and I don't plan on talking with her again. I was talking with my sister and her husband about it, and they said that while I'm totally right for rejecting her now, that it was more of a butthole move on my part to divorce her in the first place, and that I was now being a butthole again by not being a part of her kid's life. They both agreed that my ex was right for wanting to work it out. They said that it was my fault that her child doesn't have a father, and if I had given having kids a chance, I would have changed my mind. But I just don't agree that kids are something one should compromise on. I just don't see how it's possible for it to not be a bad situation for everyone involved that breeds resentment. I don't know my ex's kid at all, and I don't agree that it's my responsibility to step up now just because his biological dad didn't. I asked some other friends and family, and they agreed with my sister, so now I'm not sure if what I did was right or wrong, or if I was wrongly justifying it to myself. Also, Opie clarifies in the comments that they divorced 16 years ago, and her son is currently 11, so there's no way the son could be his. Then, five days later, OP posted an update. My ex-wife somehow got a hold of my fiancé's phone number. She contacted her yesterday and made false accusations that I cheated on her when we met up for coffee. Obviously, my fiancé didn't believe her and just blocked her number. This morning, my sister showed up uninvited to my fiancé's house with her kids demanding to talk. Me and her don't live together, so I wasn't there. My fiancé originally wasn't going to let them in, but my sister sat on her porch and refused to leave. It was cold and windy, and the kids didn't have coat ons, and since it's not the kids' fault, she ended up giving in. She put on a show for the kids and made some coffee to prepare herself for whatever garbage my sister was going to say. My sister started a whole spiel about how if my fiancé really cared about me and not just my money, then she would do what's best for me and leave. My sister claimed that since I'll always be connected to my ex, that I'll forever be unhappy if I'm with anyone else. Apparently, if my fiancé doesn't leave me, it's proof that she's only with me for my money, and that it's obvious that my ex and our child, which, what the hell, it's not my kid, would actually use the money in a godly way. My fiancé laughed in my sister's face and just stared at her until she left. My fiancé and I are both a little confused by what she said. I am better off financially than my fiancé, but not by that much. I'm also not religious, so even if I did get back with my ex, me and my money would still not be godly. We know that my sister is crazy, but why did she think that her plan would do anything? After my sister left, my fiancé called me and told me what happened. I called my sister to tell her to leave my fiancé alone and that she was crazy and delusional. She defended herself by saying that she knew what was best for me and was just protecting me from going through with my wedding since my fiancé was obviously taking advantage of me, and that since I'm under her spell, I can't protect myself. I again told her that she was crazy and delusional, and told her that I've never wanted to hear from her or anyone else who's siding with my ex again, and to please pass that message along. Every single time a family member or friend messages me backing up my sister and my ex, I just block them. Down in the comments, OP clarifies that he's blocked 10 people, including his sister. She also, <laughs> he, also 
He also says that his fiance has a very extensive rock collection, which is her hobby. She does yoga because it's easy on her joints, and she burns incense because it smells good. Her family has seen a few Facebook posts about witches and thinks that she's one of them. In their eyes, it means she's worshipping the devil. Also, someone points out this strange math discrepancy on the father of the child in the situation, and apparently, when OP's ex was about 30 or 34, she slept with a guy who was 20 and got knocked up. That was our slash best of Redditor updates, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.